The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. NBA All-Star Weekend has come and gone. But the sting of basketball legends Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley calling our city boring remains. But, like, I get it. And Salt Lake's Quiet Streets is something we've actually tackled on this show before. Last year, I asked sidewalk historian R.J. Walker why on most days you could hear a pin drop downtown. And he said it's because of the magic below our streets. It's Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Why do you think Salt Lake is its own other dimension? Salt Lake is another dimension since its inception as part of the United States. It's been its own cultural bubble with a large religious majority, like a homogenous religious majority, and then everybody else. I think of it as dominant culture subculture, Mm -hmm. which is like wherever there is a very dominant and very heavily enfranchised (laughs) dominant culture, the subculture is like in the fight of its life. And that makes it stronger and sort of grittier and And weirder, I think weirder, completely weirder. Like being weird in Salt Lake is an act of defiance or resistance. And the weirdos find each other here. And I think that's part of what makes this place so fun. Yeah, that's part of that's part of what makes it magic, right? Is because you've got Salt Lake above like pretty like white Mormon Salt Lake. Um, one of the things that we used to say is you never see a street sweeper in Salt Lake, but the streets are always immaculate. Oh, that's so interesting. And that's because street sweepers uh, have been instructed to do it when no one's around, even if you have to wait. Because huh. to admit that there are street sweepers is to admit the streets are dirty. And to admit the streets are dirty is to admit there's something wrong with the city. And we can't have that, can we? Yeah, it's, it is one of those things that like you don't think about. But now that you've said it, every time I'm driving around downtown, I'm just going to be aggressively looking for street sweepers. In fact, I might go out in the middle of the night in pursuit of them. That's, I think, kind of at the core of the Salt Lake subculture, where it's the uh, the the stuff on the streets that refuses to get swept. And uh, I think that's very beautiful. And it's what makes it's what makes our art scene so like in- incredible and unique. That is interesting because when I think about some of the like big murals that occupy downtown, for example, they feel very coordinated. Like they're, they don't have that sort of pop-up feel, for example. Like right. the Utah Women in History mural is like every single person on that wall was hand-selected by a committee that determined that that person should be on that wall. And in that way, it feels like a rose garden. <laughs> right. 
and very clean, very scrubbed, like very curated. Yeah. And that's um, why I think organizations like the Utah Arts Alliance are really important, who is the brainchild behind Dreamscapes and also their like light art festival Illuminate, is that it is the largest and one of the only organizations that truly supports independent artists without that filtration. One of the most interesting ways that I explore and experience Salt Lake City is by hosting people here. And when someone comes to visit, it's such an opportunity to like put the city on display and then also, moreover, get a sense of their impression of the city, which usually like whether it's good or bad is in some way completely different from what they arrived with. Yeah. And one of the things that people always say to me when they visit me in Salt Lake is, wow, downtown is quiet, like pretty much all the time. It's a pretty quiet downtown as far as downtowns go. But when you look at old pictures of the city, it is bustling. Like it it has that vibrant sort of lively bustling feel. Now, when you say old pictures of the city, how old are you going back? I'm talking like early 1900s. Okay, So, yeah, I definitely can tell you why that's changed. Why? It's it's kind of a funny joke uh, to say nobody lives in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is because of, I'm not going to say just uh, Mormonism. Uh, I'm going to say the Mormonism and conservatism wave that met in the 50s, in the 50s and 60s, where it was all like the focus on the family became gigantic. The ideal was to have a home with a yard and a dog and a white picket fence and mm-hmm. all of that stuff in the 50s. And that Love it, town. that never went away. Right. Some some cities kind of got over it, but that never went away in Salt Lake. And so it became expanding out rather than focusing on population density inside. And we have problems with that idea, mostly involving commuting <laughs> because uh, Nobody lives in Salt Lake, but lots of people work in Salt Lake. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. 
Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants. But the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments. So if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. So in the 1950s, there is a sort of, we could categorize it under like white flight slash oh, yeah, the suburbanization of the country. That seems like it follows sort of a national trend. But to this day, in this moment, Salt Lake is getting increasingly younger. And yet it doesn't feel like downtown is getting busier. No. And it's because a lot of those family values by literally half the population of the county are still very present. Uh, They want their kids' upbringings to be like their upbringings. But then you have the like the younger rebelly people and they tend to migrate towards interesting, more urban areas like Sugar House, Murray, downtown, the Avs, uh, places like that because they want to be close to the fun things to do downtown. Right. There is a serious lack of third spaces. What's a third space? So a third space is a sociological phenomenon where it's a place you can go that is public where you can just meet people and talk to people. And it's not weird for you to say hello to a stranger. Hmm. Okay. So the historical third spaces are coffee shops and bars. Totally. The only third space for people who are Mormon is church because you've gotten rid of the coffee shops and bars and the parks aren't uh, exactly like super social spaces. But Salt Lake doesn't really have a lot of really good third spaces. Uh, And so people are already fairly socially isolated into their bubbles. The third space that really saved my life after I like lost my faith and was like disowned by my family and homeless was the Greenhouse Effect coffee shop. That was a third space where kind of like it was kind of the island of misfit toys where all the although it was never where it was where all the rejects washed up and we all were able to bond over this thing. Are you familiar with the concept of the Seattle freeze? No, I'm learning so much from you right now. Basically. Everybody thinks that if uh, another person wanted to be your friend, they would talk to you. But because everybody is thinking that simultaneously, nobody talks to anybody. And so nobody is anybody's friend. Salt Lake kind of has this solution to the Seattle freeze where, yes, we're all strangers, but we all know what it's like to truly be alone and cast out. And so we're able to bond over that, which breaks that that freeze. It breaks us out of the ice uh, and we can be more of a, a community that is diverse instead of homogenous, like the ones we were cast out from. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, that speaks really to the strong 
Salt Lake subculture. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's honestly a beautiful thing. When the aliens invade and there's a common enemy, uh, <laughs> then people, you know, sort of unite. And that's kind of what this is, is like the subculture rises to meet this homogenous, almost machine-like culture with its set of prescribed rules. And then the counterculture just shows up and is like chaos. Uh, and, and we have this like chaos and order sort of battle going on. It's so interesting to talk to you about how so many of these cultural phenomena translate into the built environment, like into the physical spaces of downtown. And I'm thinking about what you said about third space and sort of the like the lack of buzz downtown generally. Is there a space right now that you think is a really powerful third space downtown or that you think is sort of like a, a beacon of hope for the future of downtown's liveliness? I mean, public coffee is very much like that's their whole like model <laughs> is to be both a third space and a working third space where you can just go there and work. Mm -hmm. What I think is a, a, a big one is the Salt Lake Library. Honestly, mm, yes, the, I love that it's, building. It's beautiful, right? And because yeah. it's beautiful, it makes it an excellent third space. It's also been a space that's like very welcoming to the impoverished and the homeless. And you can always talk to somebody about books. Somebody at the library is always ready to talk about books. The greenhouse effect open mic, like I said, was the third space that that saved me. And I run the open mic there. But that has been an incredible third space for people. You can just go there and like experience, you know, community. And when it comes to the open mic, it's an anything goes open mic. The metalheads get together with the hip hop guys, get together with the poets, get together with the people who just have stories to tell. And it creates this very connected arts communities where everybody supports everybody. It sounds like what you're saying to answer the question of sort of where did Salt Lake's bustling streets go is that it's still there. You just have to look for it. It's underground. And that. Maybe that's what makes this city so magic. Yeah, it's underground. And also, like, there's literal, like, underground uh, tunnels. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's it's all underground. Uh, really, you just get connected with your people. And that's that's been harder in the age of COVID. Other third spaces I would look for is, like, it depends on what, what interests you, right? Salt Lake Film Society. Amazing. Go to the tower. That's my favorite. Go to one. like Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show at the tower. I go every Halloween out of the shadows. Theater company is excellent. Um, go see the weird movies at the tower. I saw an animator do a full commentary on Ghost in the Shell at the tower. They do showings like that. And so the people who are really passionate show up. And if you know something you're passionate about, just explore a little bit and find your people and you'll get led into Salt Lake below. I love that. RJ, thank you so much for being here and for chatting with me. I learned so much from you. And I feel really excited to get out and explore some of these places that you recommended now. Yeah, grab a scooter, go down some alleyways, go into some parking garages, see what you can find. Okay, my final thought on this whole is Salt Lake boring debate. I went to the All-Star Game Sunday night, and I got to tell you, it was boring. I'll say it. The game had absolutely no stakes. There was no plot. It was dull. So I don't know. Boring is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But here is some news for the party people. The Utah legislature just dropped a big ol' alcohol bill. If passed, it would rejigger some things to free up 20 new bar licenses available to businesses around the state. 
Separately, the Salt Lake Airport alone would get 13 new licenses. The bill would address flavorings, allowing some flavored beers to stay on the shelf in our grocery stores. It would also make portability legal, which means you can carry your drink between the bar and restaurant areas of an establishment. And finally, this bill sets aside funding to see how we can better allocate liquor licenses in our state. The legislature wants to explore what other control states are up to to see if their system is better. I just got to say, shout out to all the bar and restaurant owners who navigate these tripwires like they are stealing the Hope Diamond. And shout out to Ben Winslow at Fox 13, who always has the booze news we crave. You should follow him on Twitter. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.